Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. Now, many of you who have followed me for years know that I go to Martha's Vineyard in the summer. I've even done a lot of live broadcasts from there over the years. Well, this summer, something new has hit the vineyard. A spectacular $31 million museum has opened up, and it is featuring basketball on the island. Yep, you heard it right. Who knew basketball actually began on the island of Martha's Vineyard? Well, joining me today are Bijan. Bain. He is an award-winning columnist, columnist and author of the book Martha's Vineyard Basketball and How a Resort League Defied Notions of Race and Class. And also joining me is my very own husband, Dr. Philip Hart, who is also a celebrated author and kind of a renaissance guy. He's also the co-curator of the new exhibit, The Soul Cup, from James Naismith to the Inkwell. Bijan and Phil, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. Thank you. Thanks so for glad you guys could join us. Yeah. So first of all, for people who don't know, because a lot of people don't, who is James Naismith? Phil, I'll let you take that one. Uh, James Naismith uh, is from Ontario, Canada, and he's, um, you know, the inventor of the game of basketball. And the summer of 1891, he spent time at the Martha's Vineyard Institute, where the principles that he learned there he used to invent the game of basketball at the Springfield, Massachusetts YMCA in December of 1891. So... I tell all of my basketball playing friends who sign these max contracts, bow down towards Springfield. James Naismith invented the game of basketball. Otherwise, you'd be a six foot nine doorman today. <laughs> and that is probably the truth. Well, Bijan, it's funny because you grew up in Boston, in, in the Roxbury area, where we all used to live as well. And remember going to the vineyard, um, you know, during the summer, like many kids did. And so your love of the game, and, and you just notice how basketball really helped the island kind of defy race and class, along with other things. But what specifically was it about the game of basketball? Well, the game of basketball, because as Phil noted, started in eastern Massachusetts, well, central Massachusetts, and spread throughout New England and and, uh, New York and the northeastern states, brought a lot of people together who normally would not have, normally might not have interacted even then. Uh, in the early 1900s, 1910s, and 1920s. And it came to the vineyard very early because it was founded in Massachusetts and because it was founded in church leagues and wives and community leagues that were frequented by people of different uh, ethnic Hellenic councils, uh, Jewish settlement houses, uh, colored athletic associations, things of that nature. And when I played basketball and pick up and... Uh, and I befriended a lot of the summer leaguers on the vineyard in the 70s and 80s. The interesting dynamic in terms of ethnicity was that it sort of flip-flopped a common U.S. uh, racial premise or stereotype. 
in that mm -hmm. the well-to-do kids and the kids who were playing because they were on summer vacation and had second homes were the black kids and the working class kids that were playing in the summer leagues in the 70s and 80s were the, were the year-round islanders who were primarily white kids. Hmm. Interesting. And I think people don't realize that. I always tell people, you know, folks now, kind of everybody in the world knows where Martha's Vineyard is because of the presidents uh, starting pretty much with the Clintons who summered there. But I said, you know, black people have been on the island for over 200 years as property owners because originally we came as um, hair hairdressers, believe it or not, for the whaling captain's wives. And that was over 200 years ago. So it's not surprising that many of the people who lived on the island year around were the other people, you know, were the white folks. And yeah, that that would be the kids that were in the leagues. And they've had these rivalries, town rivalries with, like, say, Nantucket um, and other schools and surrounding areas. I understand for years and you guys, well, Bijan, especially you've written about that. But let's let's go forward to this Soul Cup. Now, Phil, I know that you and your buddies played in one of these leagues and that's kind of how this exhibit came about that people really didn't see coming and um, I was there on many of those occasions when you guys would play the Soul Cup and then you'd go to the Inkwell and there was a whole ritual about that. Share that with the audience. <laughs> well, <clears throat> like, like Bijan said, he and I are the, probably two of the people that realized James Naismith's connection to Martha's Vineyard. And when I took the idea of doing an exhibit on basketball to the uh, people at the Martha's Vineyard Museum, they were kind of, well, okay. And then I think everybody's kind of under, now understands what the relationship is to the game of basketball. So what we did with the Soul Cup, um, we, we uh, had Labor Day uh, games, two out of three Soul Cup tournament, and we actually have a trophy that's going to be on display at the exhibit, the Soul Cup Trophy, and we did this for about 20 years on Labor Day, uh, for about 20 years from the late 70s to the late 90s, till we got too old to play basketball. Uh, basically, uh, one team was captained by Richard Taylor and uh, Flash Wiley, the other team was captained by me and Dwayne Jackson, and we'd have different players every year. Uh, and we'd play best two out of three, and then the losing team, we, we'd, we'd uh, after the we finished playing the games. We started at the Tisbury School uh, outside, then we finished uh, the Edgartown School in, on the indoor indoor court. But the uh, uh, after the game was over, the the winning team and the losing team would all would both uh, congregate at the Inkwell Beach, and the losing team would have to buy beer and champagne and come and toast the winning team, get on their knees and toast the winning team and pour mm -hmm. champagne in the Soul Cup trophy and. Uh, the beach on Labor Day Saturdays obviously was, was packed, so the, the losers would have to be embarrassed and, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, be uh, taunted for the balance of the year till the next Labor Day. <laughs> till the next Labor Day, really. The, soul, the actual Soul Cup trophy was in Flash Wiley's den. And so the, Flash and his wife, Benny, were having a fundraiser for Ayanna Presley when she was running for Congress a couple of summers ago. And so I went into Flash's den and took the Soul Cup trophy out, gave it to Dwayne. He put it in his Range Rover, and I held it hostage and told him I was going to uh, take this to the museum and propose that we have a exhibit there on the game of basketball. And it was good timing because 
the museum was in ex- was expanding. If I they, they wouldn't be able to do this if they were in their existing museum in Edgartown, but they were expanding, so they had space to do this. And so, when I proposed this to them, uh, I knew that Bijan had his book, and he was he was an expert on Martha's Vineyard basketball, and also knew the Naismith connection. And so the museum surprisingly said okay. And then after they agreed to it, they realized that James Naismith had this connection to the vineyard and thus to the game of basketball. And so right. now the new shiny $31 million Martha's Vineyard Museum opens, and we have the Soul Cup opening on August the 6th and running through Labor Day. I know. It's just, it's like an amazing story. And I was so embarrassed when you and Dwayne took that out of Flash's house, I have to say. But it's all turned out okay in the end. Um, well, Flash let's did talk file about- charges. Still got, <laughs> when I go back to Massachusetts, I've still got to uh, deal with the constable. <laughs> It's in the spirit of the original tournament. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, let's talk a little bit about some of the people that have been included, because we all know that Spike Lee is a, a longtime Islander, and he's done several movies about basketball. He certainly has a Jones about basketball. And, of course, our former president, even though he is a golfer, uh, he has uh, played basketball, I believe, on the island. Who are some of the other people that you guys have included in this and some of the stories uh, that are included in this exhibit. Uh, Why don't you tell them econ- about the summer leagues, Bijan? Sure, sure. Uh, the economist and noted professor, Dr. James Cash, and the Integrated Basketball at the Southwestern Conference is featured because he's an Islander. Uh, Ray Allen brings his family to Martha's Minute, as does Grant Hill, as does Alonzo Mourning, who has played on the island. Uh, Jaleel White of sitcom fame, uh, noted for his role with Steve Urkel in Family Matters, has played on the island. Uh, President Obama actually played on the island when he was at Harvard Law, so he was familiar with the uh, Oak Bluff courts uh, before he was president. So uh, Chris Tucker's played there. It's just, it's just a, a, a gathering place where, again, working class people, um, people who are a little bit uh, financially better off, have met and have befriended in the summer league since the 70s and 80s whose parents were not friends and who normally wouldn't have interacted socially had it not been for the fact that they were the same age and they were uh, sort of drafted into different age group divisions in the league. And the interesting thing about that is, to this day, a lot of those friends, whether they be Islanders, whether they be from Brooklyn, Harlem, East Providence, Roxbury, Dorchester, D.C., Baltimore, are still very, very close friends to this day because they met in the league. And it doesn't matter whether they were from the vineyard or whether they were uh, vacationing, which is a totally different economic spectrum. Very true. But the other thing I think... Go ahead. Barack Obama played basketball long before he learned how to play golf. And in fact, we have one one of the images that we have of Obama on the vineyard is he is playing pickup basketball on Martha's Vineyard. And like I like to tell people uh, about Barack Obama, because I played with him uh, when he was at Harvard Law School, at uh, over at uh, Harvard Law School, Hemingway Gems at Harvard Law School, that his game of basketball is like his politics. He likes to go to his left. <laughs> okay. I'll let everybody just sort of... Uh figure that one out on their own. The other thing Southpaw, and I, I think we had four Southpaw presidents in a row until until the current president. Right. 
Oh, well, he okay. played basketball at Hemingway Gym. I would always shade him to his left because he was going to go to his left. So the, the image that we have of him playing basketball, pick up on the vineyard, is he's going to his left, shooting a left-handed jump shot. Well, basketball is pretty much an extension of a person's personality, as is chess. Right, right. Hmm. That's and it's interesting true. because we have um, several of the um, Soul Cup uh, participants are authors like Bijan and myself, and the, the museum store at the uh, museum has agreed to, uh, during the course of this uh, exhibit, to have our books for sale in the, in the bookstore. And one of the, uh, Alexander Wolf did a book, I think it was 2016, it came out called The Audacity of Hoop about Barack Obama, where Obama talks about how basketball has basically shaped his life, where he learned leadership skills, competition, teamwork. And uh, so uh, Alexander Wolf's book will be in the uh, museum stores, will be John's book. I love it. And of course, all of your books as well. Uh, I just want our audience to know they're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. My guests today are my very own husband, Dr. Philip Hart, along with Bijan Bain. We're talking about a new exhibit called The Soul Cup from James Naismith to the Inkwell. It's all about basketball and its beginnings on the island of Martha's Vineyard. Guys, one of the things that's also very important, you've included women in this exhibit as well. Bijan, you want to tell me a little bit about that? Well, Senda Berenson Abbott, who was the sort of uh, the person who took the Naismith principles and the early uh, innovation of the game, who was the Johnny Appleseed of the women's game, actually taught at Smith College and worked at Smith and was a product of the Boston School. So she's a contemporary of Naismith. So we feature women not only because uh, women spread the game of basketball from Massachusetts to the world, but also because in 1974, Jay Schofield, the the island uh, regional high school coach who sort of created the summer league along with a Mr. Downs and a Mr. McCarthy in 1970, included women in the uh, summer league as in, in co-ed play as early as 1974, which was 45 years ago, which is still novel and was, uh, at that time, you didn't have much of that in terms of, I'll say, Little League Baseball or Toulouse Football or Pop Warner. So that was a little bit ahead of its time, uh, girls on uh, otherwise all-boys teams. And also the Island Regional High School women's team won the state uh, in basketball in Massachusetts in 1979 and 1981. Wow. Wow, so much great history. And, I mean, the museum, just for everybody who has not been there, you, of course, can go online. The museum is in Vineyard Haven. It's one of the towns in uh, on the island of Martha's Vineyard. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, we saw it last year when it was going up, and they opened up, actually, officially, I guess, in June of this year. So um, if you get to the island, by all means, stop by and see it. And we're talking the Soul Cup. I'm so excited about this. What do, what do you guys want to leave? What is, the, what is your parting word for our audience about this exhibit and just the idea of basketball and its beginnings and what it has meant to America and the world, really? Well, hopefully, well, I think the, the, uh, hopefully we can uh, make this a traveling exhibit so we can take it to different parts of the country and explore the uh, town rivalries and the summer leagues and other parts of the country as well. And I think it reflects on the uh, principles of leadership 
and role modeling and character and teamwork and preparation. But Phil noted that President Obama learned from his boyhood fandom of the University of Hawaii teams and things of that nature. The summer league sort of echoes that because it's interesting that the ratio of people who played in the summer league who went on to become school principals, uh, leaders, coaches, or work with youth. And it seems like it's a little uh, disproportionate in how many of my friends who played in that league became boys and girls club directors, Y directors, mm. uh, school principals throughout New England and other parts of the country, and leadership in other fields, leadership in the military. And I think they learned some of those character and leadership and preparation principles when they were 10 and 11 and 12-year-old boys playing under uh, Coach Jay Schofield's tutelage. Wow. Well, it's going to be tremendous. I cannot wait until August 6th. Uh, we will have some some video clips to show to people as well from that exhibit and the new uh, the new museum in Vineyard Haven. Guys, thank you so much uh, for joining us and congratulations. Uh, the new exhibit is called The Soul Cup from James Naismith to the Inkwell. You will be hearing a lot more about this and uh, you will be hearing a lot more from Hollywood Live Extra. If you like what you hear, don't forget get to subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of these because you don't want to miss any of them. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.